This is episode 14 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you are listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisire and Roz Isbell, and there are three things we are both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. This is part four of a four-part series about children, human design, and essential oils. It's the second episode of two episodes about the centers and how they affect your children. Today, we'll be talking about the will center, the spleen center, the emotional solar plexus center, and the root center. Next center is the will center. You'll sometimes hear this called the ego, and you can also see it referred to as the heart center. But it's that little triangle sort of in the middle of the chart, and if it's colored in, it will be red. Now, only one in seven people have a defined will center. I know Nani has some experience with defined will center and kids. So Nani, can you maybe take that one? Yeah. So as you think of willpower, I mean, there's willpower to do with many things, but the will in kids can sometimes feel like stubbornness because there's not much, if they have a will center and they, it's connected to something else that they feel very strongly about, like one of my kids has a will center connected to the emotions. If that emotion is what they're feeling, they're going to stick with that emotion. And there's not much that you can say to convince them out of it or to even bribe them. You can't do a lot. The will center is super powerful. And it's interesting. I have a will center that's defined as well. So, I mean, it's almost like we butt heads at some point because I also can stand my ground in in that area as well. But when the child has a will center and the parent has an open will center, sometimes the kids can overpower. So that will power might overpower the moment and convince the parent to do something that the kid wants to do. And I've also seen this happen. (laughs) How cool is it that you know this about each other? Because if you didn't know and understand this, it could be a real cause for anxiety in your relationship. But the fact that you understand each other and you know that your child has a defined will center, you know that you have a defined will center, you completely get why these things happen and you can actually stand back, you know, almost at arm's length and allow it to happen and be okay with it. And this is one of the areas where I've felt from other people like, why didn't you try to do this or overpower this? And from what I've learned about it, once they're (laughs) firm in whatever they are feeling or what it may not be feeling, but whatever they have that willpower attached to, it is what it is. So I kind of Mm -hmm. let it be. But this is one place where I have to stand strong as a parent and say, that's what's right for them in this moment. That's like, I'm not weak because I'm not doing something. That's right. That's what I'm choosing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And, you know, sometimes there will be times as a parent when you will need to make decisions that go against 
their human design just to keep them safe Mm -hmm. or, you know, to allow life to progress for everyone else. But by and large, if you can allow them to be who they are for the majority of the time, and not only that, but even if there are times when you can't allow them to be who they are, at least you know and you know why it's happening. And maybe you can revisit it later on and say, well, you remember when I wouldn't let you do this? I know that you really wanted to. This is why we didn't do it because it wasn't safe or because we needed to leave for some particular reason or whatever it happens to be. It's, it's great to understand who you're dealing with when it comes to your kids. And the other important thing about the will center, it doesn't matter if it's open or defined, you need to rest. Like that center is like work and then rest. Or if you have it open, you're borrowing the energy there and then you're resting. So the calmer restful blend, which totally has the nice name that fits perfectly with that, could be a really nice essential oil for your kids to use no matter which way. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Just very quickly on the undefined will center too, you will find that anyone with an undefined will center, and that's most of us and most of our kids, can sometimes struggle with their own self-worth, with their own value, and can think that they are not worth doing certain things for or that they are not worthy of certain things. And I think it's our job to explain to them that they are in fact worthy and to keep reiterating that so that as adults, they feel worthy. The beauty of the Undefined Will Centre is that it, it sees the value in everyone else. And so these kids are the ones that can see just how valuable other people are. So Yeah, just be mindful of that fact that they may suffer at times with feelings of unworthiness or not know whether it's okay for them to ask for something because they don't feel that they're worthy of it. And think think of how these all tie together too, like asking your kid for their, or like recognizing them for their voice and then letting them be heard can help them feel value. So you can recognize them anywhere in the chart and it can help. Absolutely. So the next center, Nani, is the spleen. And seeing as you have the defined spleen, do you want to go down that track? Yeah, it's about time, intuition, and immunity, I guess. So with Mm -hmm. kids, it's interesting to watch this as well, because I mean, it's the same thing with adults. If, If you have an open spleen, you're feeling like you're medically empathic, you're feeling other people's pain. But this is actually an area where the oils are amazing because if you have an open spleen, you feel things come on right away and you can use something natural like essential oils and nip it in the bud. So for the spleen center, I would say use oils like On Guard or Melaleuca and some of the immunity boosting or just oils that help you with your wellness. Yeah, there's a beautiful immunity blend as part of the new doTERRA kids collection that we were talking about last episode that's called Stronger. And you might want to give that one a go as well because it's got some lovely immune boosting oils in it. If your kid has a defined spleen, they are going to be the ones that are going to be out jumping on the trampoline in the rain when they've got a cold and when they should be at home in bed, they won't be, they'll be out doing stuff potentially. And it won't be until they get really, really sick that they have to be bedridden. So if you notice that your child has 
a temperature, you know, that they're getting a bit snuffly or whatever, then you might want to stop and take stock and see what's going on with them. Ask them some questions about themselves, particularly depending on their type. Are you, a, you know, do you have a sore throat? Do you have a headache? Do all those sorts of things, because they don't even know that they've got them until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And conversely, when you have a child with an open spleen, they will be the ones that will feel it very quickly. They will feel it come on and they will want to be on the couch or in bed doing nothing because they have a very sensitive immune system. It's not that they're hypochondriacs. And I'm sure that many of you out there with open spleens will have had experiences of feeling like others around you think that you are weak or that you're putting it on. But very often the open spleen, because it's so sensitive, it feels what's going on in its body. And if it's, it feels when things aren't right. And it's important that they honor that because very often if you've got a child and I'm, I am not a doctor, I think it's important that I say that, but it's very important for you to understand that if you're going to have a cold, if you spend two days on the couch, as soon as you feel the sore throat coming on, you're very likely to get rid of it and get on with your life. If you ignore it, like a defined spleen will tend to do, until it becomes a full-blown massive virus, then you can very easily finish up in bed for a week or 10 days. So honour that open spleen. If it's saying that it doesn't feel well, just really do some research before you dismiss the fact that it doesn't feel well. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this, well, actually doing something about this in my life. If I'm starting, I have a defined spleen, so I actually usually can't tell till it's too late. And I definitely can push through a lot, even knowing that I'm not feeling well. But I'm starting to, like Raz is saying, take the sick day when I'm at the beginning, not like when I'm way at the end and like, out for days and days. And I have even done this with my daughter. And I know it's not what society will tell you. It's not what maybe our moms or other people might tell us. Well, actually they might, but maybe they didn't do it. And so we just didn't see it happen. Just taking her out of school at the beginning, even though like she's not bedridden, but then you can get over that hump. And this has to do with resting in the will center and all these things tied together. One other quick thing I wanted to say about the spleen center is that if you have it open, the one thing that can happen is you can hold on to things longer than you like. And I can see like kids might, if there's it's open or not, you might be able to tell if they like hold on to their toys and can't let them go, even though they haven't played with them for years. Or like a two-year-old might actually literally want to hold on to their pee or something or their boogers. <laughs> I don't know, like they just <laughs> want to hold on to things longer than they, they should because they just... Oh, you explain so much, Nani. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just something that's yeah. interesting about that, especially yes, when you get older. It can be even more interesting with relationships, jobs, and other things that you hold on to. Yeah. The emotional solar plexus is next. And when your child has a defined emotional solar plexus, they have their own emotional wave. And you'll probably be aware, you can probably take a fairly accurate guess without even seeing your child's chart about whether or not they have a defined 
emotional wave because those of us that have a defined emotional wave we have our highs and we have our lows and there'll be times when we're high and nothing can get us off that high and there'll be times when we're low and it feels like nothing can get us off that low in fact essential oils are the thing that i turn to first to get myself off a low to get anyone that i know and love and there's a few of us in close proximity to me who have their own defined emotional waves I know that I just reach for essential oils to weave their magic when it comes to lifting us off the floor of our emotional wave. So if you see that, you will know that your child needs to take time to make decisions. You might want to set a policy in place of when they spend their pocket money. And this is this is not about taking away people's free will. This is about good training for the future but when it comes to you know seeing something that they want on a whim and they want to spend their pocket money on them saying no i promise you if you still want that in three days time we will come back and get it but we are not going to buy it now i want you to sit with the thought of having that now and wait and what that's doing is it's allowing your child to go through their emotional wave and feel into whether or not they still want it. And very often, very often, you will find that by the time that three days is up, the whole idea of whatever it was that they wanted has completely vanished. And there will also be times when after three days, they're still saying to you, oh, I really want that thing. I really want that thing. In which case, you know that they really want that thing. So if you can help them to make decisions by wading through their wave, you will be doing them a massive, massive service, teaching them to recognize that they are not designed to make decisions in the moment. And what about the undefined solar plexus, Nani? So the undefined is taking in other people's emotions. So if you're a parent of a defined child and you have an open emotional solar plexus, you'll feel your kids' emotions even stronger than they do. And sometimes it can be a lot, especially if you don't understand this. But I'm finding breaking the space, like breaking the auric space. So just going in another room sometimes can be enough to help with that because you want to honor them for their emotions. These emotional waves are like they're super creative people. There's this creative outward expression on the top. There's this inward reflection on the bottom. Their emotions are there for a reason. And so you want to like honor their emotions and not tell them to stop feeling them or stop expressing them, even though you want to. <laughs> you want to make yourself in a like calm place so that you can just let them be who they are. And there's there's lots of different ways to protect. And actually, I love the new blend. It's a stronger blend that we just talked about, but that's a protective blend. And so if you had an open emotional solar plexus, you could put that on, I would put it on right on your belly because you're kind of, I don't know, these centers are, <laughs> are different places on your body. And so I would just put it right on there. Definitely going, I mean, your, your kids are going to school with a lot of other kids that have emotions and sometimes you just have to be understanding. Sometimes these oils can help. You could protect it or you could like help calm it down or ground it or shake it off. Steady, you could use a steady grounding blend from doTERRA's oil, kid oil collection. There's actually a whole collection of emotional blends that doTERRA has like motivate and cheer and that's like a whole nother 
like great collection of oils that is would could just be for this center. So really any oil increases your vibration and that's what you're trying to do with emotion. So use what makes you feel better. So the next center is the sacral center. And I don't even know if we have to go that much into this because this is basically what the difference between a generator and manifesting generator are and the projector, reflector, and manifester, which have an open sacral center. And it's about not having or having sustainable energy. Generators and manifesting generators have sustainable energy. I kind of tie this one in to the will center. I guess all types need to rest, but manifestors, reflectors, and projectors need to be really aware of this. And having to do with kids, I'd say just not to over schedule. If your kid's having a hard time and they're projector, reflector, or manifester, they could be doing too many things. And it could be as simple as cutting one thing out of their schedule. Roz might have some more to add here. You're exactly right with that over-scheduling thing. We have a tendency to think that the more our kids do, the better. But if you have a projector manifesto or reflector in your life, they will not benefit from being kept busy all the time. The best thing you can do for them after a day at daycare or a day at school or a day at university is give them the opportunity to have some time by themselves when they walk in the door, just letting go of that built up energy because remember 70% of the population are I use the analogy of pumping up their sacral and filling it up with all of this energy that isn't theirs so they can come home and they can just be totally overwhelmed with all of this sacral energy and the best thing you can do is give them that opportunity to allow that energy to dissipate if you've got a tree in the backyard go out and hug the tree, lay on the lawn, get outside in nature. That's brilliant for them if it's appropriate. But even just going and laying on their bed for 15 minutes or so can be incredibly helpful. And don't fall into that trap of thinking, well, you know, I need to have my little projector boy going to karate and music lessons and tutoring after school and all of that sort of thing because what you might find is that they just might wear out completely and not be able to do any of it they're very wise little people particularly a projector they're they're very wise little people and they know they know stuff like the quote Roz said at the beginning, we want to honor our kids for who they are and with the sacral. I mean, if you are a generator, manifesting generator as a parent and you have a projector, reflector or manifester, you might, I don't know, just even have the thought that they should be able to do as much as you do and they just might not. And expectations or just even the awareness of knowing this can help you honor them more. And I've seen this actually, it's interesting at like birthday parties. Some of the kids, I don't know, I I saw a parent who had a hard time because they expected that their kid would go to the birthday party, engage, do all the things that they did like growing up at birthday parties, but their kid wanted to, it was actually a manifester and wanted to do their own thing and go off somewhere else and, you know, need to take a break because they're taking in all this energy. And so just knowing that all the kids are going to be different, they're going to be different than you, they're going to be different than who you grew up with or even who they're friends with or who their siblings are. So honoring them for their energy. Absolutely. And if you have a child that doesn't have a defined sacral, 
projector or manifestor or reflector, you need to have them in bed before they're tired. You need to have them in bed 30 minutes before they're going to go to sleep so that they can lay there quietly and allow the bed to take all of that built up energy in much the same way as I was talking about before when they get home from school. If you have a child that has a defined sacral, if they're a generator or a manifesting generator, then they need to be tired before they go to bed. If they're lying in bed saying, mommy, I can't sleep, mommy, I can't sleep, mommy, I'm not tired, they're probably not tired. And the best thing that you can do is to make sure that they do get enough exercise, that they do wear themselves out physically, whatever that happens to look like, before they go to bed. They will go to bed, they will go to sleep, and they'll wake up the next day full of energy again. And I think the rescuer soothing blend from the doTERRA kid oil collection would be really good for this center because it it could help you if you need to calm down and discharge like the projector manifester or reflector and it could soothe you it can like literally even soothe your body if you've if you're the generator manifesting generator and you've worked your body a lot it's soothing to your body and your mind or emotions so that's what i would say And the last center we're going to talk about is the root center. And the root center is the center for adrenaline energy. If your child has an undefined root center, they are going to tend to be on the stressy side. They are going to tend to be the ones that feel like they can never get it all done. And this will stay with them forever. So it's important for them to understand that this is just pressure that they're feeling from outside of them pressure that they're feeling from the people around them who have defined root centers. So you'll you'll almost be able to tell whether somebody and a child as well has a defined or an undefined root center by how they process stress. And the defined will center kids will be the ones that are fairly easygoing. It's not that they don't experience stress. They just tend to experience it more in the moment. They tend to be able to control it a little bit better. Generally speaking, you know, there's always exceptions to this when there is chronic stress going on for anyone. But generally speaking, the defined root center processes stress easily and just moves through it, whereas the undefined root center is feeling it all the time and they're feeling it as a pressure, a pressure to do, a pressure to get things done, a pressure that they are not living up to the expectations of of the people around them. Yeah. There's an interesting thing too about the dynamic. If your kid has a defined root center and you have an open root center, you're going to feel pressure from them, but they don't even know that they're putting it on you. An example would be like going to a store and they're like, mom, can I have this sucker or a piece of gum or something? And you're, you're like, oh, I have this pressure. Like if I don't do that, they're going to they're gonna do A, B or C, like dream in the middle of the store or whatever. I just, they like really want that thing. I need to get it for them. But you might find out that if you say no, they're like, eh, okay. Like they didn't even know that they <laughs> were putting this pressure on you. So it's interesting when you find out what their root center is, is, if it's defined or undefined, you can kind of find out if sometimes you're making decisions based on something that's not even there. (laughs) I have to say too, Nani, in Australia, we call suckers lollipops. No, we call suckers people that have been duped into doing something. (laughs) Well, hey, that totally makes sense. (laughs) and they don't even know they're being duped. Uh, 
Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I typically, thought, I if, I'd, yeah, <laughs> I'd give you a little bit of a Aussie education there. So, if you have a defined root center, whether you're an adult or a kid, like if you have the defined root center as the adult and your kid has it open, they also might feel pressure from you that you don't even know that you're putting on them. So that's also something to think about. And the simplest thing is to talk it out loud. Like, this is not pressure. I mean, you don't have to say it in those exact words, but if you can sense that your kid's feeling stressed about something, let them know that you're not pressuring them. Yeah. And with the defined root center, what you might find is if they have a big event coming up, like a concert or a, something, a big sporting event, something that they are working up to, that there's a bit of stress around a performance or a test, an exam, something like that, or a series of end of year exams. If you have a defined root center, what will often happen is you can harness the adrenaline energy in the lead up to that particular event. Then when the event occurs, you fall in a heap. Now, for some of us, it's going to sound like common sense, but I just want to say that it's a, it's a thing, right? When you have a defined root center, after the stress has turned off, you have to wait until your adrenaline stores build back up again, until you get that energy again to go about whatever, it, to go about life in general. So allow your kids, your defined root kids, the opportunity to fall in that heap and to recover after a big event. I think it's a really important thing. And, and they will be ready when they're ready. They will come good. And sometimes it doesn't take very long at all. It's just an important thing to understand. And do you have an oil suggestion for the root? I do. So for the undefined root center, once again, I think vetiver is beautiful. And if your child doesn't like vetiver as a smell, then just rubbing some on the soles of their feet you know, rubbing, rubbing some in a diluted in a carrier oil can work wonders as can balance, you know, old favorite, the balance blend, the grounding blend. And if they have a defined root center, particularly if they are going through that stress that I was just describing before because of an event or a situation, then just to help with the replenishment after the event or even during the event, an oil like basil is really helpful. I think doTERRA's kid oil collection totally nailed it as well. They have the steady grounding blend that we've talked about mm. for some other centers. And that one, if your kid rolls it on the bottom of their feet before they do something, even just go to school in the morning, it can be helpful. Yeah. And we talk, we've talked a lot about that kit and we are both massive fans of it. There is, look, there's plenty of oils in doTERRA that you can choose from and plenty of oils that are incredibly effective. But the fact that this particular kit is available and we are doing a series on kids is probably no coincidence. We just love the blends. They're so beautiful. They're so yeah. kid friendly. And I think that's as important as anything. You know, if you've got something that your child is happy to use, something that your child feels good about going and getting, then, you know, as parents, we all know that's pretty much most of the battle, isn't it? Yeah. And the smells are very mild. However, they blended them together. They're very kid friendly, even sometimes adult friendly, or maybe even people that are sensitive in different areas. Um, yeah. They're really nice oils. And they're rainbow colors. My kids get really excited about like 
setting them out in a rainbow. <laughs> but <laughs> so that's um, it, isn't it? That's that's yes. it for this series on kids. I am yeah. absolutely positive that we will be doing many more episodes on kids, but we just wanted to spend some time, some real quality time talking about how incredible these two tools are in helping you with understanding your kids and who they are and having a few tools yourself to help yourself and them to make a happier house. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you all for listening. And this does wrap up our child series, Essential Oils and Human Design. If you have any questions or interested in learning more about human design, you can go to our website. For Roz, it's findyournaturalgroup.com. And for me, it's beyouwithnani.com. And if you don't already have essential oils or you want to get that kid oil collection or interested in getting any of the oils in your home, both of us can help you with that. And if what we're sharing is helping and we hope that this series about kids and human design and essential oils was helpful, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps us share with even more people. And that's what we're here to do is share both of these tools with the world. So thank you very much. Bye, Roz. Bye, Nani. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.